0: Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Books and Shit uh, with me, Charlie Author. Um, I'm joined today by a fellow indie author, okay? Um, This is gonna be my first um, official interview. I mean, I've spoken to other indie authors, but it's not been the focus of the episode as such. Um, So today is brand new. I've got new graphics and new colors, and it's just, it's awesome, okay? Um, So um, today I'm speaking with Emily Rook, is that right? That's right. Rook, Rook, yeah, Rook. And um, so Emily is obviously here with me um, and she is the author of uh, The Dying Light. Um, The Dying Light came out on the 21st, wasn't it? Or the 20th? I think it was the 20th, it was a Saturday. Yeah, there you go. So the 20th of March this year. Um, But, you know, I won't do all the talking for her. There are other books before this, but the debut of The Dying Light was on the 20th. And um, it's a wonderful book. It's, it's really good, um, and before I waffle on, I'm going to let Emily introduce herself and kind of her initial journey, and then we'll get into the book itself. So, hey, Emily. Hi, Charlie. <laughs> Thanks there. so much for having me on. Yeah, no worries. So, as I said, just tell me um, a bit about yourself. I know, obviously, as indies, we've, we've done a lot of these, where did you start things before? So, you're just- <laughs> But yeah, do do let us know for any new listeners, um, you know, your your writer journey. For sure.
1: So first of all, I've got to say that was amazingly surreal to hear you saying, hi, I'm Charlie Author, because I've been listening to every single one of your podcast episodes. And I can just picture that. Yeah, that's that's pretty wild. So I started writing properly um, maybe about five years ago. Um, I wrote a sort of YA kind of fantasy adventure. (laughs) um that I ended up shelving I did finish it but um it was it was not for anyone else's eyes (laughs) to put it nicely um but in writing that story um the 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 very beginning ideas for what became the dying light started to come to me okay so um I'd say it was kind of about the last five years that I've been writing properly and um as for me um I'm a I'm from the UK originally um but because of my work like I'm a um, I've worked at lots of different international schools um as a teacher and so I've lived in like quite quite a lot of different cities around the world um and probably um the way to make me most uncomfortable is to ask me to tell me to to tell you something uh, interesting about me
0: (laughs) one of those ones it's like your mind just literally goes blank like (laughs) <laughs> absolutely <laughs> just blank space <laughs> yeah just blind space no 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 um that you know that kind of um transitions quite nicely because one of my first questions was you know the idea uh for uh, the dying light and you said obviously it's coming from you know you're moving around and seeing different things um but in your own words do you want to initially say what the dying light is about sure so
1: the dying light is a dark fantasy um, it's set in a kind of Russian Eastern European um, inspired country slash uh, sis, uh, sort of city um, that's separated by something called the witch trap wall. So you've got the kind of better off side of the city called Alicia on the one hand, and then you've got the kind of like tougher to grow up in part of the city Penumbra on the other hand. And in Penumbra, we find our main character, Charlie, who's trying his best to uh, look after his family and um, avoid some figures from his past. But unfortunately, like quite early on in the story, he gets um, roped back into um, that group of people. And the story is about him trying to save his family. And it's also about uh, like survival against all the odds. It's about like bravery and loyalty. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a, it's I would class it under new adult like as a whole series because like although the characters start off maybe more in the age bracket you might expect from young adult yeah. it, it, they aren't going to stay that age for the whole series yeah. and also the content of the series um I would say classes it more as new adult than young adult for sure
0: no definitely um that's definitely something I've been I would say struggling but I've been toying with at the minute mm. but, uh, um, work in Progress with Wolves, which you have actually read as well. Thank you very much for reading uh, <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, because, you know, we as writers, we've kind of gone into this. If they're this age, it means it's this thing. But those lines are being blurred because, you know, they're that age, but they're dealing with some grown-up shit, you know? So it is it is tittering that that line, towing that line, sorry. And I, I definitely get that because Charlie's, what, 16? mm mm-hmm. and- you know Vasco, we'll, we'll talk about them later, um is 18, yes, but he's already like a soldier and you know seems to have gone through like really intense training in order to be this soldier so he's not a standard 18 year old and you know considering Charlie's background which we'll touch on later as well, he's not a typical 16 year old either so it's age can't be the defining factor anymore exactly. I don't think, in terms of YA because you know and I don't mean this in a negative way but if my 14-year-old who wasn't particularly ready for what was in this read it I wouldn't be happy like you know I mean absolutely yeah um you know it's more adult it's more it's more grown up so um, I completely agree with you yeah um what I will say is um we have a lot of in this kind of new uh, writing age you know we're focusing a lot more on announcing uh, triggering topics or elements mm. uh which you obviously put at the front of the book as well but you also have i'm just looking at it now guys um <laughs> you also have the parental advisory on the back as well and i really liked that because i've not um i've not seen that too much um just within the community or even outside and that was that was really helpful so i was like whoa, okay i was more prepared for what, was, for what was coming. So that's definitely good. Um, so we're kind of touching on the fact that this is got triggery, triggering stuff. And I, I'm trying to find the best way to say it without spoilers, because one of your techniques that I really enjoyed was nothing was, so in the initial stages, the, sorry, the confirmation, that's the word I'm looking for, the confirmation of what has happened isn't given Yes. but you figure it out and it's all the more scarier because you figure it out. So I don't want to say it, do you get what I mean? So it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I like, that's definitely um, a praising element. I, like I lose my words when I just get really excited. <laughs> but, uh, I don't want to take that away from you to decide it, but how did you work that in without it saying this and this and this happened is like, oh, okay. So I know now and I've moved on did you was that something you were actively trying to do is that just your writing genius is, there, <laughs> is that the way it happened how do you, how did you work around you know being quite you know mysterious? That's such a good is question how told or how so
1: told? i would say i would say that the major thing for me is charlie is a character who's dealing with huge amounts of shame and part of that is extreme secrecy or for him i should say like i'm I'm not generalizing to everybody Mm -hmm. but from this one character's experience Mm -hmm. part of that for him is a lot of secrecy a lot of um resistance to letting anybody in or relying on anybody else and in telling the story I wanted to keep the narrative very closely fixed on his internal experience of that Mm -hmm. and kind of driven by um, him as a character rather than what would be almost plot convenient for him to kind of be like, now's the right time to tell everything, you know? So I think I think the the big thing came from, it would not be true to Charlie to lay it all out there from the beginning, to be like, here's everything, let me tell you, you know? The power comes from him holding it in and, or the tension, I should say, the tension comes from him holding it in so that when it is eventually figured out, yeah. just kind of like a lot of the other characters not a lot yeah. some of the other characters figure it out too mm-hmm. the reader is figuring it out along with them yeah. and also along with how i guess charlie understands it too cuz he's not over it for sure so yeah, it's
0: like a process yeah that's that's definitely that's never something you can kind of get over I've, I feel like mm-hmm. it's something you can deal with and like you said at the beginning we're not generalizing nobody's situations are ever the same um in anything regardless of it if it's something as, as traumatizing as, as this um you know and I even shared with you in you know in your dms that having gone through something yeah. not as <laughs> horrific but you know generally something similar, and. It's like, it's not, as you said, it's not something you can ever get over, but it's something you can uh, learn to deal with, especially with the support and help of others. And I think, I say, I think I know, that was another part of the book that was really good because uh, you said the word power, but obviously you meant tension, but there, is a, there was a sense of power in him finally saying it, which I really loved. So, and, and I initially, to, to his friends, so admitting it and, and letting them help him, But the point of admitting it to his abuser was actually not the best bit, but I felt it because up until that point, it was all oh maybe that happened kind of this happened and then I feel when he said the words like you did this to me I was like wow it was literal a wow because it's <laughs> and I don't mean to make light of that situation no I know what you mean I'm definitely one for using the words and yes. like without taking it um, back to me obviously we're talking about your your stuff we, you know, we talk a lot about representation and obviously there's a lot going on about supporting the AAPI community as well Mm -hmm. as the the black community as well. And there's always this idea that you can't use the word black. Like Mm. it's it's a thing, it's taboo. It's like, no, it's what I am. You can say it, it's fine. (laughs) And so that for me, that's what this felt like. When Mm. Charlie said to Faulkner, you did this. I was like, yes, let him know that's the word. That's what you did. That's what happened. Like there's no, brushing around it there's no fancy word for it dude like that's what you did (laughs) and I just I loved it I just I it really just right in the heart it was just it was so good it was so so good like I actually feel quite teary because there is that power in being able to just say and it it was amazing and I implore everybody to 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 read and, and get involved with that headspace so that's really good um sorry I've just been going on (laughs) <laughs> no, I love it <laughs> no, I know, and the thing is what's really good as well, like I love speaking to other authors because I'm not just speaking with you guys as uh readers, it's writers mm-hmm. as well, so you know yes. i like to give all of that stuff because I know when someone does it to me it's such a wonderful feeling do you know yes. what i mean so yeah you yeah, you're absolutely
1: right like and you know I'm just sitting here i like i'm I'm glad that you are as well because it's quite it's difficult for me to um uh talk about like i do my best yeah. but it's easier to hear and just to take on board
0: those feelings and okay. i do i truly appreciate that no 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 nice one nice one so um all right i will say so charlie obviously main character dealing with a whole bunch of stuff read it find out what the stuff is guys okay um, <laughs> but i did i will say i, I guess it's a, a criticism a constructive criticism as always i did find charlie to be quite reckless Okay, mm-hmm. I understood where he was um, getting his bravery and I was all for, you know, uh, protecting the children, um, protecting himself, his friends, Saren, Vas- everybody, all here for it. And the intention was there and understood. But at times I literally thought, dude, how are you going to do this? <laughs> yeah, You know I mean? So like, I'm, yeah. I'm happy that the intention is there, my love, but how? How? Yeah, like, okay, so...
1: So yes, Charlie is absolutely reckless to a fault. Um, that's probably probably one of his biggest flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, I like character flaws that kind of uh, swing between um, a, a strength gone to an extreme. So like commitment, bravery to an extreme, reckless self-sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, a lot of that comes down to, Charlie essentially sees himself as like completely worthless. Yeah. And his only worth is in keeping those people that he has come to care about safe from harm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and another thing for me is that, like, I was very committed in this story to kind of seeing things through in the sense that, like, if my character goes and does this thing, and Charlie does some pretty extreme things at times,
0: um, but I'm gonna throw a spoiler in there. Jumping mm-hmm. out a helicopter.
1: Yes, <laughs>
0: <What>? <laughs> that's, that's a spoiler. I don't, you know, I'm not gonna tell you when the helicopter happens, but he jumps the fuck out of it. Why, Charlie? Why?
1: <laughs> why? Um, and and it's kind of, I suppose, it's kind of two things. I wanted first to show, in partly he's he's very panic driven a lot of the time like he's in a he's in a high panic state a lot of the time and I wanted to show that that it isn't just about kind of how you feel when you're panicked but how that influences your behavior and also if you've been like in a kind of high panic state for many years of your life how that kind of impacts your brain chemistry as well so like that's kind of I suppose part of the research I was doing And, and then I was kind of thinking about like okay, I'm going to have to commit to this and he's going to have to do things that are going to have to have consequences. Like something for me with Charlie is things kind of go from bad to worse very quickly. And a lot of it is traced back through his own choices. Yeah. Like he makes choices which are um, well-intentioned mm-hmm. but lead to um, serious consequences. Yeah. Um, and that's not the same as saying it's his fault. Um, mm-hmm. But it, if like a lot of the other characters around him are often saying, um don't do this this is a bad idea yeah rely on us let someone else help you listen to somebody else yeah. and again and again he won't listen to them and so this, this is part of his kind of I suppose like internal journey of yeah, exactly. making those wrong choices and what the consequences for them are
0: yeah no definitely like as I said that's another kind of um lead into something else I want to say because I made like these little tabbies on my <laughs> Emily can see (laughs) Nice. I've never seen that before. (laughs) Like, I was just like, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, (laughs) uh, In terms of him being, um, as I said, it's not his fault, but in terms of him understanding the the part he plays and his responsibilities Mm. around him, it's not always the right way to just jump in and do whatever. And one of my favourite parts was when, I'm not going to say who, but one of the characters literally says to him, and this is going back to, you know, using the words, get over yourself. We were always in danger. I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> I was like, "Ellen, you tell It was good because it was just—it felt real. That—that that was the thing, you know. I would probably be that character. Do you know what yep. I mean? Like that would be me. I'd be like, "Are you an idiot?" What? <laughs> <laughs> you know the like. I love two of my favorites um are Vasco and. Jasmine Um, Mm and because I saw so much of myself in them um you know how narcissistic does that make me but okay um (laughs) but no like Vasco's kind of just dry humor and it's like oh so you know we're just gonna walk in there guns blazing okay no plan (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know I really love that about him he was really funny and then Jasmine obviously with her kind of blunt nature and just you know dude we're all here we're all fighting and it's just like without her knowing his journey his internal journey and his steps and stuff there would be someone who would say that like I don't know what you're going through so why are you doing dumb shit like what (laughs) so that was a really nice um you know not comparison but you know I'm getting at as in mirror of he's yes mm -hmm. is going to jump in and say you can't just continue that so you know you have um Vasco Seren and Alia Alia yes Yes. Mm -hmm. which one
1: um so uh, so her full name is Alexandra, exactly. and her nickname
0: is Alia Alia got you um so yeah they're all more um it's okay Charlie we can do it your way Charlie you know all more just a bit more softer so to mm-hmm. have the, you know the can com- I keep saying comparison keep having the you know someone else who's just a bit more more rough with him um was was definitely um a good um addition so hold on I, I I've got these little points that i need to <laughs> literally i love your points i need direction for all the thoughts because i'll just i'll just go off anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so no um yes yeah, so that's we've focused a lot on the characters so we've um won't say like their uh, relationships but obviously main character charlie um you've got um uh, seren alia vasco the little sister but we were not touch on that because that might be a spoiler then we've got Faulkner bad guy then we've got oh Nikolai bad guy and one other bad guy but we won't say that because that's spoiler too yeah good cast all good oh and then we've got granny which is Mm -hmm. um, Charlie's um, kind of foster mother essentially Yeah, and then the little kitties Ruby, Dima and Leo Leo, there we go so a really big um, I say big relatively big cast which was mm-hmm. really good and they all played um a really active role and a purpose mm-hmm. which which i enjoyed um you can have big cast for the sake of having a big cast but mm-hmm. everybody served a purpose and and that was really that was really good um let's talk about the world so we touched on it at the the beginning and one thing i did um you know just have a bit more kind of questionings on was the type of power so this is dark fantasy guys there is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in it there are witches what's there what type of magic is it and i'll just leave it there because i keep talking yeah yeah. so in in this book
1: oh it's gonna be so hard not to spoil yeah yeah, okay in this book charlie meets some teenage girls Mm -hmm. who are witches yeah it is known that magic exists in the world and how in the place that he has been raised, the viewpoint towards witches is, is that they're dangerous, they're coming to attack the city. Um, the great protector, that's Nikolai that you mentioned, he yeah. is the one who is holding them back
0: mm-hmm.
1: and witches aren't to be trusted and, or, or aided. Um, and in terms of knowledge, the ma- the population have very little awareness, I suppose of the reality of the situation. Oh, yeah, and yeah. this kind of comes down to like me again wanting to keep it keep keep what Charlie knows or keep what the readers keep what I share with the readers very limited to what Charlie knows I should say yeah, yeah, yeah. so in this in this book, it takes quite a while. To kind of start having those mysteries and questions resolved and answered, and I have to be really careful what I say because I'm like drafting book two now, yeah. and so all these answers are like at the forefront of my head, and I have to remember <laughs> what I have and haven't said. <laughs> in yeah, yeah, the dying yeah. life. There, um, there. but <laughs> I can promise that there is a there is a cliffhanger like at the end of book one yeah okay. and the answers that people are waiting for are they dived right into at the beginning of book two okay
0: cool so um I think more on I guess technical is the right word but what's the base of their magic is it you know for example is it elemental is it mind is it spells is it it's energy it's energy there we go yes. that's that's their basis as in yes. Drawing from somewhere to do something else, kind of exactly. Thing. Yeah. All right. Cool. 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 Like those. That's the the world. That's the the basis. All right. We've got that. So you obviously touched on working on book two. So mm-hmm. what's the plan for the series? Is it three books, five books, seven? What are we doing?
1: So the main story is a trilogy. Yep. And within that trilogy, there will be um because you know in um in book in the in the um in the physical book. And the ebook of book one, The Dying Light, yeah. it includes a prequel at the end. Yeah. And so, what I would love is to have in each book some kind of short story accompanying it. Okay. So, I know that I know what that will be at the beginning of book three, because uh, that's kind of already like planned and outlined. Um, I don't know what will be included in book two, but I'm kind of counting those as like part of the main trilogy because it it follows the same characters or, or kind of characters who have been referenced in backstory mm-hmm. so to cut the long story short it will be three books
0: okay three books with three kind of mini book slash novellas in exactly yeah. no, no no I'm definitely here for that because when it comes to like world building obviously in fantasy um, there's some people worlds whatever you're doing that seem to just jump out of the page and need their own story and you know sometimes it doesn't have to be a full blown novel or series or anything but they deserve that kind of extra mm-hmm. standing and you know if it gives more of the the you know reach or stretch of, of the world to readers then you know there's ne- never anything um wrong in in that respect like even with um wolves uh, that you've read there's the kind of uh uh sorry the fight of the female prophecy thing mm-hmm, And a few people have literally said, like, I want that story. Like, how did she go in and, you know, do that? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool, yeah.
1: (laughs) No, I agree with that. There's so much potential in Wolves for, like, so
0: many other, like, side stories and, you know, like, additional detail, definitely. Yeah, and it's just, I think that's such a wonderful feeling that as a writer as well, when you do get those responses about um, parts of your story that could live, their own way. I mean, um mm. as, like, using myself as an example again, that's where Genesis of Dragons came from. Genesis mm-hmm. of Dragons is um like a legend that's in the Antonides legacy. And everyone was just like, well what happened?
1: Like, oh, yeah, what happened? tell us
0: the story. Yeah, there you go. So you know it definitely has its has its positives. Um so now that the book is out and you know you're getting your responses and stuff and you know we follow each other on Insta and you've got you know we've all got so much support and stuff in the community Mm -hmm. um is there anything you would have done differently either through the writing process the marketing process putting it out anything you would have changed a bit you know you're looking back at it and be like oh no what did I do or you know anything like that oh
1: gosh that's a really that's such a good question um I'm trying I'm trying to think um maybe maybe because I'm speaking honestly Mm. i'm really i'm really happy with this story like i i completely recognize like it's mm, how how can i how can i phrase it like there it won't it won't be for everybody like i absolutely get that Mm. but then again like no book ever is and i kind of do feel like um it's really important that to get this story for me to the stage where I'm really happy with it. And I'm like, yes, it can be in the world now. And I'm not yeah. stressing about it. Okay. That's uh, that's like major, mm-hmm. but in terms of, in terms of doing things differently, I still feel like I'm at the very beginning of learning, like, especially about marketing and so on. It's very much like a kind of so odd. Um, to, uh, learn on the job <laughs> type thing. I like see try and see what other people are doing, learn from them. Um, try and see if this worked before. Um, let's try it again. Um, because I I don't know if you know, but um, I released like um a Silent Night, which is a kind of like, uh, it's a kind of like an an AU almost. So it's okay. kind of separate to this trilogy. But like that was kind of like my dry run for this. So I kind of saw especially things that. Took a lot of time and effort to do that didn't pay off in terms of you know uh, at, at the end of the day yeah. making sales. So yeah. I knew don't worry about that this time. It's too much time and energy for like nothing in return. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But probably the main thing is um, start earlier. Like um, mm-hmm. I felt like there was no point in me uh, talking about my books because I I didn't have uh, published books. Yeah. Um, I felt like, who's gonna wanna hear about my writing ideas? Cause like, I can't show them anything. Oh, but yeah. then of course, like I joined the community and I'm just like, well, you know, it's so much fun. Like, I would never think that about anybody else. Like, why are you showing me this snippet when you haven't published? I would never think that. Yeah. But then like my head was in a different space at that time. So like, it's it's hard to look back and be like, oh, you, you should have been doing this. Yeah. But probably that's the main thing. Like start,
0: there's, it's never too early to start, you know? Yeah. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and I, I definitely think that is just invaluable advice for everybody. Because, you know, people join uh, the community, the you know, social media at different stages in, you know, their writing, and think it was like, oh, I need to be like this, or I need to be like that. Okay, how are you expected to be in the same place as someone who's been doing this for X amount of years, or or of months even, or even just a week? For you, it doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, definitely great to to hear that you're completely happy with the project because even me, I put out uh, my trilogy before um having joined and had you know mm, had mm-hmm. had and stuff so you know when I look back I'm happy with the story but I'm like oh my gosh I should have edited that better or um you know I should have put more as I said done it a bit earlier there's just little things you know this constant perfectionism that no, you're like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, it should have been it should have been like that but I think as long as you're happy um as writers you personally um are happy with the story you put out that is all you can, can ask for, do you know what I mean? That's me. Definitely. That and
1: then, then each, each time it's like you learn from that experience, right? And you can do it better next, next time. Um, yeah. It's always like growth and always learning.
0: Yeah, definitely. Even now with, with Wolves, there's just so much stuff that I wouldn't even. It's, it's so weird now because even though the trilogy came first and people should read that, I know that where I am now is better. So it's like, I want you to be this now and not judge me on that, but that's already out. <laughs> it's just like, okay, I'm going to take my time and fix this. Okay, I'm going to go back and do this. But no, it's just it's all about kind of maintaining your own positivity about yourself because this industry, um, community, everything, it's, it's a, a marathon, not a sprint. And no matter how great we are and how much we support each other, the reality is we're not all going to be I don't know, E.L. James or J.K. Rowling yeah. or George R.R. R. Martin or whatever, you know, that's not going to be everyone's um, outcome. And I don't mean that to be negative, guys. Um, I mean, <laughs> I mean that to just be realistic because we need to be mm. strong in that element. You know, you can't. I think you mentioned earlier about the, the sales and stuff like that. If you're in this as an indie or as any writer for it to just be about, yeah, on release day, I'm selling a thousand copies. Oh God, yes. Okay. I mean, if you've put in, you know, some kind of marketing team and you've put in that money, then yeah, you may do. I'm and I'm so happy for you. Um <laughs> you know, I wish that was me. Um but <laughs> but if you're, you know, just like the rest of us and just doing it on, on the back of your your own merit and just trying to work, it's not necessarily going to be that instantly and you mm-hmm. you need to to be prepared um, for it Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And I mean, on that point as well, like there were two things that I was thinking of when you were talking about that. Mm-hmm. one was um oh, now forget those two things yeah um, oh <laughs> well, here with here was one one was it's really important to kind of have a sense of uh what does success look like to you yeah. like what is your dream feedback mm-hmm. what reader are you trying to reach
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh what emotion do you want to get your readers to connect with like I think it's a really bad idea to go in with like I will this will be a success when I sell this many copies yeah. or I will only be happy if um it's blowing up everywhere mm-hmm. and if not like I'm a failure because it's like guess what that's most likely probably not going to happen for, for so many reasons like your book is at the center of your world but it's not at the center of anybody else's And that's the hard reality of it. So you've got to think about different ways of what does success look like for you? And like, um, you know, for for me, I had a big sense of like, I want, I really want this story to reach people who um, will see themselves um, through Charlie's eyes, you know, and, or who will feel um, something, something, something within themselves for him you know yes. and and then if people were to share that with me that would be huge because I'd be like great I've done my job you know yes. my and then like the other thing is that like it's it can be really easy to kind of if you go in thinking like sales driven all the time it's very easy to start turning resentful and like i'm not kind of i'm not throwing shade on anyone in particular because i'm not saying that i've seen this i'm not saying i've seen this happen amongst like people that i know yeah but i know that it does happen online where like people can kind of have a bit of a blow up with mm-hmm. like why you know why is this so- my, where's my where's all my support you know and it's like oh don't go
0: down that track because oh, it's, it's, it's not good No, it's not. I mean, people can forget, you know, we've gone into a whole different tangent now, but people can forget that writing isn't just the writing. It's you as a person as well. As I said, the writing is there, but you as a person as well, you have to, I don't want to say have to be, because that sounds like pressure, but you know, you have to be able to put yourself out there and, you know, Mm. things like podcast talks or yeah. live interviews or, um, you know, you did mention earlier that you, you know, might get a bit shy or and don't like to talk about it, but even doing little bits to get used to, to saying things could be helpful in terms of your author brand, your author personality, your, exactly. your author reach. So I think that's definitely something huge that we need to understand. You can't just write and be like, here it is, it's finished, buy it. Who are you? Like, not, not because of fame, as in who are you, you know, I'm Charlie, I swear a lot, I <laughs> you know, like, you know, I have podcasts and I do fun things on my stories and, you know, that's me, you know, you're Emily, you're sweet, you comment on everybody's pages and you share things, that's you, do you know what I mean, who are you, <laughs> let us know who you are, because people will be more invested, as you said, people will be in a bit resentful, people will be more invested and willing to support you because they like you as a a writer
1: yeah this is exactly it I was talking about this with somebody else on Instagram the other day and I was literally saying I want to like I um until I came on Instagram like I was very much like well I was in a reading slump anyway but I only read like YA before then like I really was very limited in my kind of reading experience and it's (laughs) coming on I'm like oh I want to support my friends like I want to buy my friends books and so I'm reading in like multiple genres and learning so much and I would never have done that if I didn't know them I haven't got you know having got to know them so it's like it is really important it's not to say that you must be you must be this one personality type or no one's gonna like you it's like be yourself and then people will like you you know people like you for who you are and they'll want to support you
0: Yeah, exactly. The right people will navigate to you as well because, you know, you don't have, you know, using ourselves as an example, you don't have to be like me or like you. You will Mm. find your own audience by being like yourself. And, you know, that is definitely important. So, yeah, on that very positive and wonderful vibe, (laughs) um, I will um, close up today. So just let um, everybody know uh, where they can find you, uh, you know, socials, all that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah, just let everybody know. Where you can get yourself for sure so
1: um the the two books that i've got out the dying light and a silent night they're both available on amazon mm-hmm. and as for me i'm most active on instagram that's uh rook underscore emily and rook has a e at the end mm-hmm. um i'm also on twitter under the same handle but like only only slightly <laughs> exactly. and uh I think that's it. Although I do have, um, if you check out my Instagram, there's a link there to my uh, website. And my website has all the content warnings for my books. So if you would like to check those out before checking out the story, that's the place to go to read all those
0: awesome thank you so so much for for your time today for writing this this awesome awesome story and as i said at the beginning everybody go and pick one up obviously check the trigger warnings if that's what you you need but definitely pick one up because the triggers aside as i said um oh no i didn't say it at the beginning because that's when we were talking outside (laughs) um no i said at the beginning to emily that even though there are some um quite touching um bits um it has a great outcome in terms of you know just being okay with what's happened and you know the support that comes out of it is wonderful so it's definitely not just put out there for shock factor and shock factor alone you know i mean so definitely pick that up thank you guys for listening once again um this is episode seven i believe uh make sure to subscribe and like and share and all that good stuff on your stories and let me know and emily as well um what you thought um of the interview if of the story as well if you read it um all the details will be in the bio so until next time have a good one Bye. Bye.